0: Hello. 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 Who is that guy? Share a
1: Hey, this is Max Da Vinci.
0: Hi, I am Ananta. Hello everyone, this is Aditya, also known as Gradual on Twitter. Hey,
1: this is Ashoka. I am AB Van on Twitter.
2: And this is Deepak, also known as Ad @complicator on Twitter. By our Bettiness combined, we are the other Hello everyone, welcome to a special Diwali episode of the Other Banana podcast. This is Deepak aka Complicate War here wishing all of our listeners a very happy Diwali. Deepavali in South India is inextricably linked with film releases, and so the crew decided to do a special episode where we catalog all of our Deepavali related film memories. We had a number of funny and hilarious personal anecdotes that were shared with us on Twitter as well, so we'll be reading out a few of those on the pod and acknowledging the handles who were kind enough to share their experiences with us. And since I'm kicking us off, I'll go first in terms of sharing my memories. My seminal Deepavali experience was in 1992. Yeah, I'm dating myself a little bit here, but yeah, my seminal experience was in 1992, watching Devar Magan in an open-air theatre, Prathana, in Chennai. It was an iconic movie and an incredibly personal film for me as well, but really what made the experience stand out was the open-air viewing uh, of the movie. I remember particularly the scene where Sakti Deva's car is bookended by two lorries and a bunch of steel rods come crashing through the window in uh, an assassination attempt by Nasser's character. It was quite a surreal experience watching that scene while sitting in a car. Uh, but really, the year that was similar in terms of how I think about deepavali releases is actually 1991. Not because I saw any of those mo- movies in the theater. I actually didn't watch any of them in the theater. What makes the year stand out for me in my memory is the weeks following the deepavali release where every Monday on the way to school on the school bus, a different person would narrate to me one of the stories of the five big releases that released. A personal favorite is a friend recounting the bank robbery scene from Rudra. Dark As time passed... The way i consume cinema also changed and the way that i think about it as a business has also changed uh, and i think the 1991 releases are a great lens through which to understand what has happened to the film business as such so let's take a quick re- uh, look at the releases and how they were marketed to the public in 1991 Rajni joined hands with mani ratnam to provide a film that you know would appeal to uh, cinephiles and Rajni's action hero image Kamal released a really offbeat film, Guna. I think even he would have known that it would appeal only to a very small, discerning audience. Captain had a strong Thambi sentiment movie with and Moochirukum. Satyaraj had Brahma and Bhagiraj had Rutra that that combined their action comedy star vibe that they had. Uh, The releases were clearly positioned and differentiated themselves in the market and consumers had like a bit of choice. If you flash forward to 2019... What do we have? We have one 10-pole event with Vijay's Bigil and Lokesh Kanagaraj's second feature after a fantastic debut in Managram. I realize there are a number of economic factors that have sort of led to the creation of the deepavali 10-pole, but I think there's one in particular that I wanted to highlight. Because there is a void in the market across these different segments, the 10-pole has to bloat to accommodate. So a film like Bigel, for example, has to bloat to accommodate the needs of multiple segments. And I think what it does is it ends up eating budget and potentially altering decisions that were technically just scripting and technical decisions, right? Uh, I think as producers continue to fight for theater slots on weekends and during holiday seasons, we really need to understand why this transition has happened and... Uh, even though there are more screens now than there were in 1991 we are getting fewer films uh, i'd really like to understand what our listeners think about this as well so uh look forward to hearing from those on those listening okay i'll get off my soapbox now who's next adi
0: my last thing the release memory that will probably be difficult to top is uh, 2003 uh, balas pitamagan in kasi theater uh, we've had films of stars clashing at uh, the box of it and, and it runs to this day but uh, pitamagan was a different beast when it came. Uh, it had two stars coming together and not exactly with equal uh, screen time or in their usual uh, trademark roles. This was rare in uh, Tamil cinema back then. Uh, something that was commonplace in Hindi uh, with multi-stars releasing every month but uh, for Tamil to bring two of its biggest biggest stars was kind of a watershed moment and, and almost everyone uh, recognized it. Uh, the narrative was all about how Tamil stars have finally given up their ego and can now share screen space. Uh, this will give way to better subjects, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was still uh, 10 months away. Uh, it was just the rage. Uh, one of our recent podcast uh, guests, uh, Dr. Swarnaveli Sharan Pillai, uh, writes about Pitamagan uh, being a seminal film uh, in that regard. Uh, least of the reasons being Bala as one of our uh, premier dark artists of uh, modern Tamil cinema. Uh, a little uncharacteristic uh, sounding at the theme at first, uh, he, he picks out the Surya Simran song sequence as one of the defining moments in the film, where Simran plays herself uh, to illustrate this. Um, the kind of frenzy that that sequence creates in that village, uh, because a popular actress is in their midst, uh, is somewhat similar to the atmosphere a Deepavali release really generates even today, uh, Pillai writes that the entire sequence is uh, is just Bala uh, subtly inverting the melodramatic foundation upon which uh, history of uh, Tamil cinema stands, uh, right from the way the song is picturized, uh, with Sakti and uh, Simran uh, lip syncing to old songs co- accompanied by Simran's very casual dance that exists uh, in direct opposition to the kind of songs uh, that is played. Uh, uh, Surya as Sakti even chooses the most famous words from Shivaji's. Uh, Vasantha Maligai song and enacts them almost exactly like Sivaji in the same uh, theatrical fashion. Uh, at this point, as Pillai writes, uh, the camera circles him in that exaggerated way and swoops down upon him as he says, Adil naan uh, When he rec- recites these words, uh, the crowd breaks into a rapturous applause for uh, Shakti's performance as uh, Sivaji. Uh, it's no different from cinema being an outlet and celebration uh, festival or uh, no festival in the Tamil subculture. This this dramatic picturization is both mocking and appreciative according to Pillai of the ethos of uh, Tamil cinema uh, thus far. Uh, not only the cinema, cinematic foundation but also Sivaji's often praised and often mocked uh, method acting skills that Surya is making fun of while also paying uh, homage. Uh, Pillai posits that Bala uh, through this montage Uh, incriminates himself uh, that today's cinema cannot exist without what came before uh, but at the same time convinced that this film will bring about change uh, to that grammar, um, almost indicative of how it will take uh, darker and more innovative turns uh, from here on, as exemplified by uh, Pitamagan itself. Uh, No wonder he titled it Payaya Padal and Puthiya Atam. Uh, Pillai's theory isn't as far-fetched as it sounds because from uh, from that time, uh, Pitamagan to Pariti Viran to Subramanyapuram to Adhakalam and Sudhukavum, uh, Tamil cinema in the last 15 years has taken a change for the better from the melodrama of yore to the new wave of today. Uh, however, the mainstream narrative about stars coming together uh, that Pitamagan helped birth uh, was uh, short-lived. Uh, while cinema itself has changed, uh, Deepavali has continued to be ruled by stars and masala pot boilers uh, clashing against uh, each other. Pithamaghan as a Deepavali example uh, remains an outlier. As responses to our tweet indicate, uh, Vedalam seems to have created a splash like no other. Uh, but the last three years, it's been Vijay who has made the date his own. Uh, apologies to oldies like Deepak. Uh, the, the, only the old crowd uh, uh, remembers uh, uh, films from 91, 92 like the Talabati-Guna double or the Magan pandian double that followed. Uh, for vague uh, nostalgia purposes. The odd cinephile maybe remembers Gurudipunal in 95 uh, and there is the odd uh, Chendil who stands alone uh, remembering Punagai Mandan from the mid 80s. Uh, But for the younger crowd, it is Vijay and Ajit for the better part of the decade, not necessarily the most memorable films um, in their roster. Uh, Like Sharan Sundar says it is Vedalam all the way. Some Ajit fan account says they went over all the court retweets and almost 90% replies mention Vedalam. Even Baralar gets a mention, a film that was released on Deepavali day after huge delays. Uh, Vijay 2 has had big Deepavalis with Kathi, Mersal, and Sarkar in the last few years. And except for the tsunami that was Vedalam, the fa- last few years Deepavali has belonged to Vijay. And 2019 looks no different with Bigil.
3: Talking of Deepavali and cinema experiences, uh, my memory is almost always about uh, about a and release. Uh, the earliest memory is that of Guna. Uh, I don't think I remember any of uh, his films before that, but Guna is was, uh, was, still a, quite a distinct memory of, of waiting in anticipation of that film. Uh, although I didn't watch it in the theatres uh, and I was never going to watch it in the theatres. I was too young and and my family didn't particularly have a culture of going to the movies uh, going to the theater to watch movies certainly not in the early days of release but i was still very excited about guna's release because there was a lot talked about it and, and there used to be a lot of articles in the paper both in in, in tamil and in, in hindu where they had a the cinema supplement uh, and there were these posters all over the town of Kanchipuram of all the deep body releases coming up and guna had this uh, really uh, a very intriguing posture of, uh, of Kamal Hassan standing in the cave uh, with the yellow tinted background and I was very excited about it although I had no chance of watching it then and, uh, and those days we, I mean even in school for instance probably one or two guys would have watched the movie in the first week because they went with their uncle or, or brother or something not even, even they didn't really go with their family and part of that is because the first week experience is is reasonably wild uh, with very few screens and all the fan clubs uh, thronging the theatres so talking of proximity experience, the other experience we do apart from the posters is that when we cycle from home to school we cross through quite a few theatres and you see this festive frenzy around around these uh, film releases and and especially not just the first day the whole week uh, with all these fan club posters and celebrations and and the crowd it all adds to the to your impressions of the film and how it is celebrated and and that was the first time I was getting the sense of the whole Rajini Kamal balance and 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 who's gonna dominate more at the box office and my stakes were fully with with Kamal and uh, and those days there were no box office numbers or whatever but we did have the benchmark of number of days so like uh, after some landmark days let's say after 10 days for big star films they will issue new posters saying successfully running for 10 days and after 25 days there will be a poster Uh, for Guna there was this another interesting poster after the 10th day and that kind of triggers uh, some imagination as well And, uh, and, and in school we discuss about it what could this be what could that be and stuff like that but, but funnily after I think he didn't have a 25th day poster if I'm not wrong and that's when it hit me that the film actually probably didn't do well in the box office while Talabadi kept on getting those posters right to 25, 50, 75 whatever that, that kind of made me feel quite sad I don't know why at least now I can explain those feelings but at that time I was just too young I don't I don't even know why it affected me at that time but I felt quite sad that that uh, for, especially for a film that I hadn't even seen and I had no idea of how good it was but in my mind it was a masterpiece already uh, and I felt bad that such a masterpiece didn't kind of uh, get the reception it deserved. and and that feeling was there with me for a long time well after I had seen the movie multiple times even even now I can re- I can kind of relive some of that feeling now when i think about it the the following experience like tevar magan and uh, and kurdip punal were were similar experiences of being in the proximity uh, in the surroundings taking in the atmosphere of of those releases rather than watching it because i was i guess i still couldn't go alone uh, i was happy about tevar magan success uh, but i still I mean, because I couldn't watch it, I don't think it, it had. For some reason, Guna had a more profound impact, although both movies I didn't watch. Uh, the first movie that I did watch uh, was Tenali. Uh, that was my first year in Chennai, and uh, a bunch of friends went to Satyam uh, hoping. I, I mean, nobody had any hope to be honest, but he just went, and, and there was this uh, chaotic scene outside Satyam with. Just a massive crowd, and uh, and I I had no idea how to get tickets in in this kind of uh, of a setup. But one of my friends kind of understood the logistics, and he sneaked in from some place and came out from some other place and, and said, Machan, there's a guy selling tickets inside. Amba ru a ticket a And we were like, you know, no question, you know, for, first day uh, Kamala, film. That too for me, it's the first time. We just bought it and uh, there was a first row seat in Satyam and thankfully, first row seats in Satyam were better than first row seats in any other theatre in Chennai at that time. Uh, so, it, yeah, it, it probably hurt our neck a little bit, but uh, yeah, that was my first experience. Although I didn't particularly like the film, given the previous benchmark was Kadala Kadala. Uh, but I still, I must admit that I enjoyed the experience So, and then it's like a wish. Fulfillment for me that I got to see a Kamal Hazan film first day of release uh, on a Diwali But the real experience for me was was Ala because Alavandan was was this massive uh, project of Kamal Hazan which was talked about for years and uh, And in fact if I remember correct the previous Diwali had uh, uh, You know these were TV shows about this upcoming movie that they were planning to make and in the next Diwali it released so that is how long the build-up was and uh, and people have told me legendary stories about Kamal Hassan, watching Kamal Hassan films in, in Devi theater which I had never done before and I have this mental image of Kamal driving his open uh, air jeep or whatever it was during the Haram release and I, I badly wanted to watch it in Devi and uh, unfortunately we couldn't get tickets we just stood there uh, staring at that uh, uh, amazing poster of the the Vijay and uh, uh, Nandu Kamal uh, you know doing the arm wrestling that's that's quite an iconic poster and but that's all I remember we just stood there and we were quite disappointed we came home uh, I was still insisting that we go to Devi and try and get get some tickets but my the rest of my friends uh, grew restless and we eventually ended, ended up going to uh, the Rohini complex in Coimbatore where you always almost get tickets, it's just a matter of paying the price. Uh, we just paid a fortune and, and we went in and, uh, and for the next, uh, I don't know, was it a three hour movie? I was just totally lost in the movie, I didn't care about anything else and I came out totally, totally transfixed. Uh, it is hard to put that in words to be honest because uh, it, because the rest of the guys were very, reacting very differently some one of my friends absolutely didn't like it one of my friends said what's wrong with Kamal and the other guy said fucking guy he cheated my money and and largely that was the, that was the feedback as well nobody not, not many people knew what to make of it not many were criticizing it directly but not many uh, knew how to react to it and I absolutely loved the film and I still love, love the film till, till today uh, while I was probably disappointed about the fact that it didn't do as well in the box office, but unlike Guna, which affected me deeply, I don't know why, or the failure of which affected me deeply, uh, with Alawandana I was probably more secure. Uh, the fact that I had a great experience was all that I needed and uh, and although I watched subsequent films, uh, not necessarily the early releases uh, of Kamal Hassan on the first day, but for me this was a peak fan experience where I watched uh, Kamal Hassan Deepavali film, which was also a great film uh, in the first week, not necessarily the first day. I was so happy about it that uh, and, uh, and Devi was the only theatre which in Chennai, which actually ran All for 100 days. Although they pushed it to one of the smaller theatres, I think it was Devi Bala or Devi Kala. Uh, and they ran it exactly precisely for 100 days. On the 100th day, the same set of friends went back again to watch it. And there we got consensus that this is a great film. So I was really happy that, or at least amongst the group of friends, we found that consensus on Alavandan uh, Merely hundred days after the release, that's an experience I will, uh, I will always cherish.
1: Watching a movie for Diwali was never part of growing up. At the most, we'd watch so-called small screen premieres on Sun TV. Uh, the first time I ever spent Diwali at the cinemas was in two thousand seven when Om Shanti Om just crushed Savaria. I watched them back-to-back in the same evening. And after that, in 2011, younger me had this great idea of watching Velayudham and Eryam in the theatres. I mean, yeah, a double editor yet again. That event has scarred me so much that forget attempting a double feature. I haven't even watched any of their movies in a theatre again. I mean, not that I'm missing much though. Now, when rumours of Velayudham being a rip-off from an older Telugu film called Azad starring Nagarjuna were out, I was quite hesitant. I mean, the original was no good to start with and Vijaya was coming off the absolutely mind-boggling Sura. But uh, my buddy had this great reasoning, he's like, it's not a copy bro, it, Nagarjuna doesn't wear Assassin's Creed dress, okay, so it's different. Also, you only saw the trailer, how do you know? Come on, let's go. Yeah, if I could go back in time and slap a younger me across my face, yes, but I can't do any of that now. right? To make matters worse, not only was it a carbon copy, it was even worse than the original. Like the Telugu version had Shilpa Shetty and here you had Hansika. I'm not even going into the protagonist. Also, I think like Nehru Stadium in Chennai is more used for these villain reveals and hero showdowns than even maybe actual sporting events. Like one of the most assinant plots and the reasoning behind a guy accidentally stopping a series of terror attempts. it was almost like Murgadas saw this and said, You know what, I'm going to make terrorist movies, right, and fix that. And that's how he probably did Tupaki. Speaking of the genius Murgados, it brings me to that 9.30 p.m. show that evening. I mean, already fried after the Janelia and Hansika assault, I walked into Shruti Hasan dumbing down genetics for everyone. Interesting premise actually of, Chi- of the Chinese and bio warfare, but it then takes you down a spiral of circus clowns, DNA and, a, and zombie hypnosis. I'm not kidding. There is actually a zombie apocalypse type of scene where Dong Lee, what a unique name, just looks at folks in the and then they are just hypnotized and commit suicide in, a, in an attempt to stop uh, Surya and Shruti Hasan. From that day onwards, um, I have never ventured into a movie theatre for a Diwali release and I am happy to report that I haven't missed out at all. Like, leaving the cinema that night, it was close to midnight, I was wishing like A.R. Murugrados could have hypnotized me as well to forget the memories of those 6 hours spent there. Uh, I mean, just look at the truckloads of trash that has been unloaded at cinema hall since then. Podi, all in all Ayagaraja, Vedalam, Kashmora, Mersal. Holy mother of Ganesha, it's not the fireworks that are polluting Diwali nights. It's these brain-sucking duds that are rolled in the PR hype, fueled by zombie fans and bloated connection numbers. With the new decade coming on, one can you know, hope that maybe we at least we get some better quality.
4: So, uh, growing up, we didn't get to watch a lot of movies unless otherwise it was on the small screen at home. So I can count the movies I have seen in theaters in Chennai with my fingertips. And uh, till I grew old enough to go out with friends, um, movies let alone festival releases featured barely in uh, uh, our family's plans. So uh, festivals were mostly spent sitting at home or you know going and visiting relatives and stuff like that. Um, and uh, no movies except the ones that showed up on tv uh, so i've i've seen very few movies uh, festival releases and uh, i can i can barely remember them except two uh, one of which was dalapati so turned out my cousin knew one of the distributors and was able to handle a few tickets so we were anticipating that a lot and uh, uh, when when the, the day of Diwali came, uh, it was slightly tense because our parents still not given us permission to go watch it even though tickets were available. Um, and then uh, as the morning proceeded, um, we kind of heard that there was trouble in the theatres and you know fans of Kamal and Rajani were clashing. So, father, my dad did not want to let us go. But then, finally, we found out that the theater we were going was not really the place where uh, all the all those clashes happened. And I still don't know if that's true, right? But I think it was my cousin who told my dad that it was not the art theater. And then we left. So, uh, this was Udayam. And uh, I don't remember, apart from this backstory, I don't really remember much of the experience in the theater itself. Um, and, uh, yeah, but but what I what I can sense right now is if if clashes between Kamal and any fans were happening then uh, clearly time has not changed uh, star rivalries or how star rivalries play out among the fans uh, so uh, the, the other Diwali movie that I remember watching um, again watching not really the experience of it is Kodi Parakadu again and this was interesting because um, again the same distributor I think and my brother was able to actually get preview tickets and I don't know how if these preview shows really happen now that's something that has kind of changed in Tamil cinema or maybe they do but they are not um, as publicized but those days preview shows used to happen so that you know, uh, for journalists and uh, trade people to get take a look at the movie. And uh, I think it's probably for the distributors before they bought it or something like that. But I think a couple of days before the release, the preview shows used to happen. I don't think they happen anymore. Uh, That's so I guess that kind of um, lets you know how old I am. Um, So like I said, I was too dis- young and disconnected from movies to remember how the atmosphere for these two movies, Diwali movies, were. And uh, I really got the independence to enjoy these things on my own terms only when I got out of home and the drudgery of the college hostel. Um, yeah, and uh, a few li- few years against the Tummalpole movie experience that Deepak has been talking about in his uh, uh, bit. So, um, and this was this was actually Chamoki and it's not really Diwali release but it's still a festival release and it, I, I I would say it was severely comparable. Uh, so it, it was a couple of years since uh, Rajni's last release had come out uh, with Baba and uh, I think almost three years, right? Uh, the Baba was in 2002 and uh, Chandramukhi came out in 2005 um, and what an experience it was. So we booked on tickets online. We were in the US. I was in the US and uh, we booked tickets online for the first time. I think... It was one random web page created by um, someone who had, uh, you know, paid for a few shows and whatnot. It was not really an organized, organized thing at all. Uh, I think it was still a fan-driven experience. So uh, we booked tickets online, paid money through PayPal, and then we rented a car, a few friends rented a car and uh, we drove from Delaware to New Jersey it was like three hour three hour drive one way and uh, the entire journey was accompanied by Rajini playlist mixed CD playing throughout in the car's uh, stereo so that was fun right and uh, we we went to the wrong I, I still remember that we managed to find our way to the wrong theater because they were like two different multiplexes sort of Um, similar names and we went to the wrong one and then we had to drive fast to get to the next one the other one but then it was still fine because when we got there we found out that there were about (coughs) 10 shows or 10 screens all screening the same uh, movie with a staggered start time so we missed getting into what was our show but then we were able to get into the next one and that was like mind blowing because we, we thought that we had we probably missed like half hour of our uh, movie and then that's what and it was it was still mind-blowing to see all that happening in the u.s because it was as festive as it would happen in india um the whole right down to the rain of paper and like one short aarti before the ushers came down to you know shut it down so uh, yeah, that was fun. And uh, uh, they say that uh, first experiences stay with you for the rest of your life. But while Chandramukhi was not really my first uh, festival movie, it was certainly un- unforgettable.
2: Thanks everyone for listening to another episode of The Other Banana Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at The Other Banana, where we occasionally conduct quizzes and engage in mocha discussions with our business. You can find us at www.whereistheotherbanana.com and also on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you're still listening, we also want to plug our cricket podcast in the network, 81 All Out. You can find us at 81allout.com, at 81allout on Twitter, and also on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. If you call yourself a foodie, first please stop calling yourself that, then go check out our food pod at Nerd Kitchen Pod on Twitter. We'd love to get your feedback on what we're doing there as well. Until next time, this is Deepak, aka Complicator, signing off. Hope to see you back.